shaking hands behind the scenes. Hello, everybody. My name is Mariah Wellman. And I am Michaela Schneider. And this is It Burns in a Good Way. Yes, It Burns in a Good Way. Wait, so, something about that felt wrong. I don't know. It feels great to me. <laughs> Just kidding. We are your new hosts, Ryan Sins and... Zach Sins. That and is co-co-hosts. 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 We are... We're the B-side of the album, so to speak. Um, if you're all loyal listeners, which I know we have many, shout out Ra- Rachel and Ben, like always. Let's go. You will have heard that we are taking on doing one episode a month for the podcast, and we're excited to share our lives with you. We think we're pretty funny. We've, we think we have some interesting insights to share about life all the things that we care about, and whatever else we think of. So you're in for a real treat. That being said, Ryan had a brilliant idea to share some insight into who we are as people. Our first topic today, would you want to cue that up, Ryan? Our first topic is why McDonald's is our guilty pleasure. Amen. McDonald's burns in the best way. Oh, yeah. And to keep it to the theming of this podcast, we have to start out by talking about what burned for us this week. I think that's something that Mariah and Michaela sometimes still do, but we're we're resurrecting it again. So we're definitely going to tell you about what burned for us this week. And I'm going to go first because I want to steal the one I know Zach is going to say, which is we finally had COVID last week. It was as great as everybody made it out to be. Just kidding. Don't want to make light of it in any way, but we are fine. Uh, Symptoms were overall pretty mild, but damn, that took me out for a whole week. Absolutely. And I would agree. Uh, It does still burn for me, despite the fact that Ryan took that one. Um, I would say what burned for me was working while I had COVID, uh, because that was, uh, you know, a bit of an adjustment. Um, So I hope for the listeners, it doesn't burn for you that I'm going to have a slight lingering cough. I'll I'll try to muffle it as best I can. But so, yeah, that's um, that's a bit of a, a bummer to start on. But good news is we're both feeling excellent right now. Yeah, if you hear a little bit of coughing in the background, just know that's our uh, lingering COVID lungs trying to right themselves. But so, without further ado, yes, let's go ahead and start talking about our topic of the week, which is McDonald's and what it means to us. And while this might seem like a very, very bizarre first episode, and perhaps it is, you would be surprised by how many milestones in Zach and I's lives have involved McDonald's in some way or shape or form. It's very true. Uh, well, do we want to start from the start or uh, how, how do we want to kick off the, the McDonald's Well, discussion? first, I just want to preface this by mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm. that I don't even know if you could call McDonald's polarizing because the truth of the matter is true. 69 million people per day eat at McDonald's and... I just want to give a few quick reasons why I think this is and why I think McDonald's is such a staple in American culture. 
I actually asked um, the new AI bot chat GPT, which is basically just amazing at answering any question you ask it, why people love McDonald's. And it gave me a few different reasons why people love McDonald's. The first is convenience. McDonald's is often located in high traffic areas, making it a convenient option for people who are on the go and looking for a quick and easy meal. So I'm going to stop you there. This is where BJ Novak will tell you, you're not in the burger business. You're in the real estate business. <laughs> because that is exactly it. You got to be, the whole thing about McDonald's is they, they only will build where there is built-in demand. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that every single exit on the freeway has the golden arches on it. Amen. It's it's pretty prevalent. But besides that, we love it for the consistency. You pretty much know what you're going to get with a McDonald's, though Zach and I do have a favorite McDonald's here in Salt Lake City because we, true. we think they just give us the best product. But when you're a real McDonald's enthusiast, you can tell differences between the branches. Oh yeah, they've been vetted. They've been vetted. Absolutely. The next is affordability. We all know that if you want a cheap meal, McDonald's is one of the very first things that comes to mind, even if inflation is getting to McDonald's and our quarter pounder isn't as cheap as it once was. Um, familiarity, people associate McDonald's with their childhood a lot of times. Imagine all the times you uh, went sliding down one of those staticky slides and probably stepped on a half-chewed-up chicken nugget oh. in the play place. Can you, can you, you just everybody take a time out here and pause. Can you not smell the slide <laughs> right now? You know, the you can smell the stickiness of it. It's it just was, like the feet the smell. Feet, yeah, the feet smell. It just smell. smells like feet. But yeah. there's something about it that... Damn, I couldn't get enough of it as a kid. I, okay, so this is this might just be a, a false memory here, but I remember there being like a divide between the kids with socks and the kids <laughs> with no socks, because it's uh, honestly it's kind of like a like HGH or something having no socks. You can slap around and you got grip. You know, you can go back up the slide, that sort of thing. I definitely... Performance enhancing. Yes. I remember not being allowed to not wear socks, but being very jealous of the kids that weren't because of exactly what Zach is talking about. That's gross as hell, but yes. They could walk backwards up the slide and, you know, clog the play area for everybody. And Mm -hmm. we all know there was just turf wars that happened within the McDonald's playground. It's It's just the way it was. And then the final reason that ChatGPT gave us for why people love McDonald's is variety, which I have to say, for a fast food, <coughs> excuse me, for a fast food restaurant, they do pretty good on the variety front. You got your nuggets, you got your burgers, you got your salads, you got your McRibs, your fish sandwiches, yeah. uh, your breakfast items. They give you pancakes as an option. I'm here to tell you, this is not the reason we like McDonald's. No, we have very specific <laughs> order. What, what's our order, Zach? Our order is number two. You know, this has changed over the years. This even changes by location occasionally. But we order the quarter pounder, usually a double. Uh, I order mine with only ketchup. Ryan orders hers plain. And then we get it with fries and Coke. Sometimes I go sweet tea, but it's a little risky if you're not in in the South. So uh, it's tried and true. It works pretty well for us. And uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things we've, you know, over time we've kind of arrived at this, you yeah. know. It's been a process of refining for us. But yes, Zach and I... Clearly, we have a deep attachment to McDonald's. And I just feel like 
there's people who are really vocal about their love for McDonald's. We're one of those. Mm-hmm. There's people who genuinely hate McDonald's. Fair. And then there's the other people who are pretty quiet and sneaky about their love for McDonald's it's because true. there's the perceived stigma about how unhealthy McDonald's is, how bad of a corporation McDonald's is. All of the negative things that come with McDonald's, they're definitely real. But I lay this all at the feet of Ronald. So <laughs> at the is... end of the day, Zach and I are McDonald's super fans, for better or for worse. And that I think tells you a lot of what you need to know about us as people. Exactly. I'm gonna start off on a wild note. So when I was a child, we had the VHS tapes of the wacky adventures of Ronald McDonald. So like not only are we doing the food now. They've got us on. They've got a, a media diet. Yes, this is insane. Here we had it's into the tape cassettes. Yeah, into the McVerse. We had multiple VHS tapes, several cassettes. There were sing-alongs. We were singing about burgers in the car. It's uh, you know this wild universe. It seems totally natural as a child, but uh, upon retrospect, probably not super normal to uh, to, to be requesting. Hey, let's watch the uh, the you know the Hamburglar going on an adventure. Oh, man. I remember the vintage McDonald's that I would used to go in that actually had those creepy, like, 80s, 90s characters plastered all over the walls. And I remember being really disturbed by the Hamburglar and yeah. whatever the purple thing was. Grimace, for Grimace. sure. Grimace. Yeah, yeah. So, so Grimace is undoubtedly one of the most horrifying. Like, what's crazy is they took a clown as their as their base. And if you've ever looked at an original Ronald McDonald, whoa. That, that sucker's wild. But they took that and expounded upon it by making a sneaky little, like, thief who looks super creepy, has a big old head, and then they also made a giant, like, purple chicken McNugget, basically. <laughs> that, that it's what like he a was? sentient. I don't know. There's theories. Okay. But, like, they, he's essentially a sentient chicken McNugget come to life. And if you, like I said, if you have an intimate knowledge of the, the lore, uh, I don't know, he's kind of a goof. He has, there's like McNugget children in there. There's oh, something Lord. called Birdie. Uh, I mean, it's a, exa- this is a, a cinematic universe. Yeah, we're diving you know? into the Mick multiverse. The Mick, in the this, Nick multiverse. <laughs> so it sounds like. In this uh, podcast episode. But we're not just McDonald's super fans because we like the food. Like I'm saying, or like I said at the beginning, there are many points in our lives that have been shaped by McDonald's. And I think the most important one is the fact that our first date was at a McDonald's. And I know what you're thinking. Wow, Zach, you really sprung for that. You really know how to treat a lady right. Well, to give you some context, Zach and I had been very good friends for years before we started dating. We were super comfortable with each other. We had done many a McDonald's trip with our friend group and it was just a staple already in our relationship. And we bonded over the fact that Mm -hmm. that was our favorite and cheapest thing that we could eat as broke college students. It's true. And I also got this great arrangement that I, I put forward, which is where I could just steal her drinks. It was great. Yeah, Zach was virtually broke at this point. I was pretty broke, but I had the generosity of my parents giving me some money each month for food and things like that. So a lot of times the only option was McDonald's in terms of if we wanted to eat out somewhere. That or Waffle House. 
this this leads me to some more context that I think we need to build in for those who haven't listened to previous podcasts that we've been on. Zach and I met in Georgia at the Georgia. University yeah, at the University of Georgia. We're mm-hmm. both lived in Georgia for the majority of our lives. Go Zach dogs. was born there. I was not, but lived there for most of my life. And um, we met at a campus fellowship organization and became very good friends, built our whole friend group there, essentially. Oh, yeah. And um, so, yeah. Do you want to tell them your perspective on our first date? Absolutely. So, McDonald's was the closer. That was what we were building up to. Uh, the, The entire plan was to go to... Um, there was a, a botanical garden in, in Athens, Georgia. And so we went there, but the problem is it's also in Georgia, and so it was super rainy and damp. So it was kind of miserable, but we still had a good time of it, and we you know, we walked around splashing in mud. We were just, like, doused, and we're like, well, on to McDonald's. You know, that's that's the nice it's thing. The logical you know, next step. No pretension here. There's no, uh, you know, no worries about that. So what we did is we, we went to McDonald's. We... We ordered our meals, and, and it was lovely. There, uh, I can't remember if it was that time, but there was a time when um, when we would give each other stupid, stupid challenges where, for example, I had to buy cookies without saying anything. That <laughs> we was one. We were so annoying yeah, at but this point. That was pretty easy. You just point at cookies and give them, give them a couple bucks. It was, it was a good deal, but that's my perspective of our first, uh, yeah. our first date. So my perspective was that it had been a long time coming that Zach and I wanted to start dating each other. We we played the whole we're just friends card for a very long time. I was dating somebody else for the majority of our friendship leading up to when we started dating. And after I ended things with my last boyfriend, Zach and I immediately pretty much became inseparable. Um, and then shortly thereafter decided that we wanted to take things in a romantic direction. Mm-hmm. So I was so excited and pumped about this date, just getting to do something fun with Zach that was like in a romantic situation, even if it was literally just McDonald's, made it fun. But I remember because I knew Zach basically was broke. Like he did not have money. He had rent money and like maybe $50 besides that to his name at any given time. Probably less. At some point, you know, <laughs> honestly, that it's good news though because I knew that you weren't in it for that. <laughs> I was not a gold digger. I uh, no. definitely we cannot classify me if as anything. A gold I digger. was. That's true. I, still I had probably more. Am, man. I had more money than you, so I distinctly remember on our first date at McDonald's, Zach saying. I got this. I'll pay for this. And I was like, oh, how, wow. How generous of me. Oh, my Thank gosh. Thank you. And um, we I'm sat at the one table that was in... You know how the play places used to be separated by, like, a glass door? And there was a, a couple, couple of tables that, like, the parents of kids would sit at. Well, for some reason, Zach and I decided we wanted to sit in that little closed atrium. So it felt like we had a private room in McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. It was really bougie. And um, that, I think, set the tone for us mm-hmm. loving McDonald's, basically, for our entire relationship. So, in terms of other milestones that have involved McDonald's, it's harder to pinpoint exact times, but we've had just different 
phases of oh, our McDonald's sure. consumption. There was, I mean, it, beyond that too, just in, in McDonald's experiences, we did something called Oh yes, Open McDonald's hashtag Open McDonald's, which is the the so the irony in, in this is that it's a twenty four hour McDonald's, the one that we went to, and so the idea was that we were going to stay from dinner through to breakfast. And of course, this was when we were in college and in the heat of finals and all these crazy things. And so we grabbed a bunch of college students and people were studying and people were playing games and we were buying things the whole time. But still, of course, the employees are hating us. And uh, but it was a ton of fun. And uh, we, we've we spent a lot of time in McDonald's. I like I genuinely think we have spent yeah. more time physically in McDonald's than most other people that don't work at a McDonald's I mean, on this true. planet. We, yeah, the open McDonald's is just one instance of how comfortable we are and at, how at, at home we feel yeah, at McDonald's. That's a good spin. That's a good um, spin for that weird, weird activity. <laughs> it's a very weird activity. I mean, you there's only so many times in life where you can say you camped out at a McDonald's for the entire night, like legitimately eight hours. Yeah. Um, why the fuck we did that, I'm still not sure, sure, but we got a lot of people roped in. We had a revolving door of people and friends coming in to visit us every couple hours, and um, it was it was quite fun, I have to say. But since we got married, mm-hmm. McDonald's has definitely continued to be a staple in our lives. True. Um, actually, I'll back up to even before that. When Zach and I were, like, living at our parents' houses for the summer, we would... Our parents live about 40 minutes away from each other, so we would go visit each other halfway, and oftentimes the meeting spot for that was a McDonald's. It was in a McDonald's. Or a, or a Waffle House. Yeah. Which is another southern staple that's all breakfast food. It's 24 hours most of the time. Um, so we've, we've always gravitated towards McDonald's, and as a married couple, I would venture to say that it's one of our most consistent, quote-unquote, guilty pleasures that we indulge in probably at <laughs> least once a week. Oh, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's fair. I think over, over the average, we're definitely, so, so with all of this talk, we're also building up today in our lives to having McDonald's for dinner. So... We're currently working ourselves up towards another McDonald's. I mean, meal you can't sit here speak. and talk about McDonald's yeah. for, you know, thirty. <coughs> excuse me for thirty minutes and not go get McDonald's. It's just illegal. But it's true. We, when we like moved in together and we have all this freedom, we're like we are literally on our own. We're in a new state. We had moved from Georgia to Salt Lake City for me to do school and Zach was working and we had never lived together before we got married. And so that was really our first foray into adulthood. And I think one of the most quote unquote rebellious things that we did as new married people was that this was a common occurrence. (laughs) We would have eaten an entire dinner and we would stay up way later than we should doing God knows what, Uh watching TV, playing video games and then we would decide to, I would decide to have Zach go out and pick McDonald's up for us as basically a second whole dinner and we would eat it in bed. I, I want to emphasize here that uh, we have stopped this. This does not occur anymore. However, 
I mean, this this was not burning in a good way. This was burning in a very very bad it way. It was it was heart burning. It yeah. was it's, it's it was it's pretty deplorable. Pretty deplorable I, activity. Yes, we understand that some people yeah. are going to listen to this and be utterly disgusted by our McDonald's habits. That's why it's a guilty pleasure, baby. Oh yeah, it's like you watch My Strange Addiction on TLC and. You act like you're so above everybody that's on that show for whatever weird thing that they want, whether it's like spraying Lysol in their mouth, eating drywall, dressing like a crazy person, whatever. Um, but our strange addiction is McDonald's. And yep. um, <coughs> look, we know it's bad for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We know it's unhealthy. We know having a whole second dinner as McDonald's at 11 p.m. at night and eating it in bed and having Zach spill an entire McDonald's Coke on a well, rug one night isn't a good fair. behavior. Well, I would, you know what I would call that? What? I would call that a turning point because that was the last time we <laughs> did that I do think that was thing. the last yeah, time. Yeah, it turns out if you spill an entire uh, McDonald's Coke on, on yourself, you gotta re- you got to reflect, especially if that happens at, like, midnight. You know, you got to take, take inventory. You know, do a little soul check and, um, you know, beyond that, I mean, we, we're talking about advanced techniques here, too, when it comes to McDonald's. McDonald's in person, for example, uh, there's the, the age-old technique. If I'm a big ketchup person, you know. Zach is a big ketchup person. I love person. ketchup, yes. He's actually a disturbingly addicted. Yeah. I, I can't judge, guys. It's I know. I'm sitting sweet here. Sweet tomato vinaigrette is what you can call oh, it. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Italian yeah, yeah, yeah. inspired. Robust ketchup. <laughs> okay, so Zach introduced me to this concept at McDonald's of you know how they have those little tiny um sauce thick cups that are like the little <coughs> Look like paper a thimble ones? for sauce. Zach, instead of using those, what he does is he fills up a drink lid with ketchup. And He'll act like it's for the table, but it's really, he could finish an entire one of those just slathering his fries, slathering his burger. It's about one-to-one fry to ketchup that Zach, that's how Zach likes his meal. I don't know about that. So, it is for the community. It's community, you know, it's it's truly... Community ketchup? Kind of idealistic. It's kind of beautiful. (laughs) Um... And then Ryan turns it into this selfish, selfish act where she doesn't participate enough. Then she turns that around on me. And I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I've done a great thing for, for society and for the table. Yeah, you can keep telling yourself that. Uh, yes. <laughs> I honestly think ketchup is like one of the potentially least healthy parts about the whole thing. Yeah. But once again, agreed. we've just decided we don't care. We don't care that McDonald's isn't healthy. Sue me. Yeah, well, don't, I, don't actually. I, please don't. <laughs> Here's the thing, folks. We know we're on a podcast network run by my gorgeous friends, M- Mariah and Michaela, that they are literally starting a wellness podcast. Yeah, so this is us pushing back, taking the space back a little <laughs> bit, you know. We Starting a dialogue. <laughs> we are coming on here to basically just show you that... We're real people, okay? We're real Americans. Mm -hmm. And sometimes real Americans call themselves McDonald's super fans. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because people have their vices, you know? We could smoke cigarettes, but instead we eat quarter pounders. Yeah, which (laughs) 
Honestly, it's at a certain point, I'm sure is not all that different. <laughs> but you know, let's, that's very true. Who's examining that at this moment? You know. So, in recent days, we have just accepted mm-hmm. that McDonald's is a part of our life, and instead of doing the thing where we eat McDonald's in bed like feral rats, yes. we just accept that some nights we want McDonald's for dinner, and so instead of making it be this like last minute decision we'll plan our weeks around when we're gonna get mcdonald's oh, yeah. sometimes when we're gonna get mcdonald's when we're gonna you know i mean there's canes there's a i mean this is kind of the tip of the fast food iceberg opening up a larger conversation because uh, we definitely have opinions when it comes to fast food yes and, uh, and we'll probably get to that in a moment here but uh so what we'll do in, in, first is we're going to give uh, a moment uh, to collect our thoughts, we'll be right back, and from there, we'll talk about McDonald's in the fast food landscape. Thank you. And we're back. All right, so we're talking about McDonald's. We're talking about, you know, McDonald's is, is you know, as a whole, the golden archers are kind of the golden standard here. <laughs> we're going to immediately write off Burger King. That's out. You know. So when you say we're talking about the the fast food landscape, is this like mm-hmm. basically our preferences of fast food, or just like yeah, how McDonald's stacks up to the competition, so to speak? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of both. It's kind of inseparable for me because uh, I, I I feel very strongly about these things. Like for example, the King for the Burger King is super creepy. That I dude just is worse than the hamburger. I don't understand charbroiled burgers. I've never yeah. had one that tasted good. If you have, let us know on our Instagram post about this episode. If you have an opinion about charbroiled burgers mm-hmm. or what your favorite fast food is. But I feel like in general, there's been a trend in fast food for it to become... <coughs> A little bit healthier, a little bit more customer service oriented, mm-hmm. and to have sort of like a narrower menu. But the thing about that is, McDonald's doesn't give a fuck. No, no, no. They aren't. They aren't competing with the rest of the of the fast food landscape because they are such a household iconic name with the infrastructure, not just in the U.S. but all around the world, to just support. Hungry people who want to go in and get a burger. My they're, hungry they're kind guys. Of, they're kind of above the whole, like, let's brand ourselves as this type of a I fast mean, food restaurant. Absolutely. They also kind of pioneered the franchising model that you see all across the board, you know, in, in all the other restaurants. I mean, sure, we've talked about this before, but Wendy's is the one that started the drive-thru. McDonald's took that and they said, tell you what, we'll do two. You know, granted... Chick- two lanes. Yeah, two lanes. Through. Yeah, I mean, granted, Chick-fil-A's gone nuts so after that. They got iPads in the parking lot and stuff like that. But, you know, it's it's salt salt of the earth, salted fries of the earth uh, approach right there. I think the bottom line is that it's not really cool to like McDonald's. No. <laughs> it's no. not really something that a lot of people go around bragging about or talking about about the fact that you know they're they're big into mcdonald's you know, i feel like you, i would love to see like like because because you're mcdonald's you get your bada ba ba ba's you got justin timberlake <laughs> singing your stuff you know but i would absolutely love to see a grassroots like mcdonald's influencer campaign where yes. they just like 
you like, know, you, today I just tried. It, it was really good, you know? I just tried this thing called McDonald's, you know? And they're, like, plugging their nose the whole time as they're eating it. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because you have to have... Spitting uh, it into a napkin automatically. Well, you know. But anyways, so I feel like there are a lot trendier fast food places out there now. You got your Shake Shacks. Like Zach said, you're raising canes. Mm -hmm. You've got Chipotle. You've got... I love Chipotle. You know, you've got all of these sort of fast, casual options. Chick-fil-A, which has a huge cult following in the South, and it's starting to get it everywhere, but it's like a lifestyle for some people. can of worms. But I don't hear a lot of people talking about the McDonald's lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, so so let's, let's be real here. People talk about Taco Bell as like the stoner food. Yeah. Which, rightly, yes, yes, that is that. You know, the Baja Blast was designed exactly for that. <laughs> and that kind of fills a lot of the gaps we're talking about here. But I would say McDonald's has, has you know, filled that filled that void longer and more I know, successfully. more consistently. It's just like a taken for granted at this mm-hmm. point that I don't know if I know of any person that has not been to a McDonald's that lives in the U.S. Zero people. I... I if you've never been to a McDonald's, once again, tell us because yeah. you're an anomaly and a holdout. And I would love to hear about your first McDonald's experience if you end up going. But I, there's just something about the food at McDonald's. It's just the tastiest, the saltiest. It's it's just it's just McDonald's, you know. Mm-hmm. And as much as I try to get behind. Wendy's or In-N-Out, which is another one of those popular cult ones, they always end up coming up a little empty to me in comparison to McDonald's to and, you know, the quality. Uh, quality is maybe not yeah, the right consistency, word. Consistency, I yeah. like that from the, <laughs> from the thing you mentioned earlier. Yeah, it's it's always going to be there, you know? Like, it's not... It, it's, yeah. It's a... I I truly believe McDonald's would outlive the apocalypse. Like, it's, oh for sure, it's like the cockroach of fast food restaurants, literally and figuratively. It's you can't you could nuke McDonald's and there's yeah. still gonna be another one somewhere that pops up that people are gonna want to go to. Exactly. I mean, McDonald's is not, you know, the 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 hip new cool thing mcdonald's is like the the stepdad that's just been there for you emotionally (laughs) you know it's just like you know i'll be available to you don't worry about it you know you can call me at 3 a.m yeah i'll get you your fries he might not be happy about no absolutely he he might not have a smile on his face no for sure and and there are going to be times where you're going to drive through i don't know a few months ago and they say before you even pull up they say over the loudspeaker hey we ran out of beef and you say okay well that's kind of the reason I'm here. You know, that'll happen. Yeah. You know, this, this is not a, a relationship here that, uh, you know, this is kind of one of the weirdest parasocial relationships I guess <laughs> I have is with Ronald McDonald himself. But, uh, you know, there's ups and downs, but... I think I just love, like, the memes and the lore about Ronald McDonald. I saw a clickhole article oh, yeah. recently, and if you're not familiar with clickhole, it's kind of like a sat- satirical, absurd... Inst- or like social media account news site, if you can even say that. Listicles. Um, and they have some hilarious articles about McDonald's and like making Ronald McDonald out to be this like 
figurehead that if he died, like they would wait, they would paint all the golden arches black. Oh and yeah, and there'd like be like that. succession arguments <laughs> and like you know where do we go from here? It was Ray Kroc, then McDonald's, you know. It it, it I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just tells you a little something about Zach and I that that we're McDonald's people, loud and proud. We there's yeah. things that we can be quote-unquote pretentious about but overall we we're pretty we're pretty laid back we uh we we like (laughs) like mcdonald's yeah i mean you mentioned earlier about the the deep lore in the in the memes and uh there is something that needs to be addressed and that is the ice cream machine oh uh, you know being down there there's been a push and pull in in public commentary here where you know, is it just the ice cream machine's broken all the time? Is it down for maintenance? You know, we'll never know, except for the hundreds of thousands of people that work in McDonald's, I'm sure. They they know pretty certainly. It's a but, coordinated effort. Yeah. There's no way that, like, every McDonald's that everybody on the internet goes to always has no ice cream machine yeah. working. It's, it's definitely something handed down directly by Ronald McDonald himself. They must have had, you know, some supply chain issues. No, okay, so this is where I have. I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree a little bit because I don't think it's just like if it's a form of government. It's like a wait. What is it? What's a form of government? Yeah, so, so, so there's Ronald as the figurehead. I think it's gonna be closer to a UK system where he he's the figurehead. He's the kind of monarch situation. But there's Birdie and there's Grimace who have their thumbs oh on gosh. the scale of power. They're not know? even in the public eye anymore. I They're mean, just vestiges. So get. let me ask you something. Please, if you... Do you really think that Ronald and the Hamburglar are not, you know, shaking hands behind the scenes? You know, the Hamburglar is just there to push scarcity mindset. <laughs> And so he's deep in the pockets of, of McDonald's. They cannot go for a scarcity mindset as an advertiser. Oh, scheme. absolutely. No. I mean, well, you, you know, it's it's one of those things where you that you can't do scarcity and also say 99 billion sold on every single sign. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And also, like, when was the last time they updated that? Because I know a billion is a lot, but I feel like... We might be at a hundred billion at this point. Oh yeah, they ran out of they they they. I think they released like a, a statement a while ago. I, apparently, I'm keeping up with the the wow. McDonald's goings ons where they're like, "Hey, we ran out of it, but just it's more than that now." So, a uh, hundred billion plus. It a good goodness knows it's probably in the trillions now. You know, I think one of the most. I, I don't know <laughs> if you could call this a religious experience or not, but mm. I visited. McDonald's in Orlando, Florida, and it was a four-story tall McDonald's. Absolutely. So this is the one. It's trying to match the energy of Disneyland. You know, every every fast food place in Orlando does it, but McDonald's does it the biggest and the best. And mm-hmm. I remember there's like an epic playground there, four levels, each with their own counter, every menu item possible. I also got McDonald's a fair few times when I was in Europe on doing a study abroad um, thing that I was teaching for, and they love McDonald's there, but you know what's crazy? Mm -hmm. They like KFC in Europe more than they like McDonald's. Yeah, which kind of blew my mind. I would not have expected KFC to be the popular option there. I, I wouldn't either, and Zach and I have actually made a pilgrimage about 
seven minutes down the road to the very first KFC. With Mariah and Al. Yeah. I'm going to point out. That's true. So Mariah is well familiar. So, so again, I want to remind you people, we're in Utah right now. So the first Kentucky Fried Chicken was on State Street in Salt Lake City, Utah. And, and I'll also remind, so it's called Kentucky Fried Chicken. If it started in Kentucky itself, it would just be called Fried Chicken. <laughs> so that is there is that a reason it's called a power KFC. move to have a restaurant yeah. just named Fried Chicken. Either a power move or just some gas station, you know, which is apparently that, where they know, stole that, that. You know, they uh, allegedly he stole the herbs and spices from some gas station recipe and then made one okay. of the biggest franchises ever. Well, anybody who is also a soul food fan who's perhaps from the South like ourselves oh, yeah. can tell you that some of the best fried chicken comes from gas stations. It's or true. Publix and Kroger, the main grocery stores that are in the Southeast. It's it's definitely... You can't mm. be too pretentious about things like this. Oh, absolutely not. And I think that's why McDonald's works so well. Is that Scratches that itch. It's not it you cannot be too precious about it you just you go to mcdonald's and you get whatever the hell they serve you and you like it because mm-hmm. it's your guilty pleasure and it's something that makes you feel good even if you feel like crap afterwards yeah it's definitely something that like zach said scratches a particular itch i know that's definitely true for us yeah it's true uh and and it's one of those things too to revisit kind of the because because McDonald's is is kind of emblematic of our of our larger food trends where we really do like the sketchy stuff. We don't shy away from no, that. No, never. If you're closed on Monday, I'm very interested in what you have to offer me. If you only take cash, sign me yes. up. Like if if you have all these little quirks and particularities, I am very intrigued because that means that you 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 know you have a, a product that stands on its own enough. That you can have a customer base that knows, hey, just don't show up after 12 on Thursday. If the building looks like a shack, and if they cannot be reached by telephone, I want to eat there. It's true. I've had some of the best meals of my life in places that look like shacks. Shout out to Weaver D's and Hot Thomas Barbecue. R.I.P. Hot Thomas. I know. It's dead now. But I I do want to point out that there is... There is also the likelihood that th- that it's just a bad restaurant too. So <laughs> you got to take you, the risk. Exactly. This is a coin flip here. It's either going to be amazing, you know, southern soul food or it's going to be a place that doesn't answer the phone because they're poorly managed. That's fair too. That's but fair too. But here's the thing, you can be poorly managed and still have really good food. It's true. And I I've seen it happen with some McDonald's where the the place is clearly in ruins. The, the the manager is a 14-year-old who doesn't know what the hell they're doing or they're, like, you know, a 50-year-old who's been there for years. And there's a wide range of experiences yeah. that you can have at a McDonald's and staff that you might encounter. But one thing remains the same, and it's that their food's usually pretty damn tasty. Yeah, it's, you know, you know exactly what you're going to get. Well, folks, it's time for us to wrap up our main subject matter portion of the podcast, which was, of course, why we love McDonald's so much, what it's meant to Zach and I's relationship, and what it tells 
uh, should tell you about us that we call ourselves McDonald's super super fans. Oh yes. So something that we want to do since this is our first podcast we're hosting is establish a little tradition of our own that we plan to do at the end of every episode, which is playing Would You Rather together because we're pretty good at coming up with some wacky off the wall options that we can talk about and debate. Oh yes. So I'm gonna pose the first Would You Rather question to Zach. And that is, would you rather every time you go to the bathroom without fail, there's no toilet paper Mm. in either the bathroom or the stall, or would you rather one of your front teeth was dead and you could never get it fixed for the entirety of your life? Okay, so this one, I'm going to have some qualifying questions. And also, so I do have a dead tooth. But it's but not it's like fixed. rotten. That's true. That's dead true. That's true. Tooth. Yeah. So you're saying, right down the yeah, right down the lane. Like it's black. It doesn't smell great. It's sensitive when you bite into things. Yeah, sure. All of that. All of the above. Yeah. It's ironic because my dead tooth is the exact opposite of sensitive. I could hold an ice cube on that sucker for like three hours and Oof, I wouldn't notice. It's creepy. But, um, so, am I allowed to bring in my own toilet paper? Or am I just literally dropping and... I want... I like the idea that you're surprised every single time. You uh, know what I mean? So, like... Okay. You okay. go in expecting there to be toilet Dead paper. Tooth. Oh, wow. Dead tooth. Absolutely. Okay. Why? Because, I mean, if I... If, if I'm getting rocked every time I go to the bathroom <laughs> and there's a toilet paper situation and, and, and I don't have anything and I'm making phone calls, I, you know, I'd rather have... I already have what's essentially 50% of what you're saying, you know... I, I understand that the, the the looks don't align with that, but you know I've I've lived a dead tooth life, and uh, and I'm happy to accept that. By the expression, I know this is a an audio medium here, but by the expression I'm getting from Ryan, looks like it's a different story for you. Absolutely, I'm going toilet paper. I'm, I'll say it. I like to look good, and if I had a big black dead tooth, that's all people would ever know me for. And if you do have a big black dead tooth. That is a-okay. Yes. We're not even... Like I said, I have a dead tooth of my own. Exactly. But for me personally, it's not something I want to live with. I am very resourceful. True. I know that I could figure out ways to get myself toilet paper every time that I went into the bathroom, even though it would probably drive myself and other people crazy. Yeah. I'm still going toilet paper. I agree. I think it's it's like also if we're gonna if we're gonna go there i'll go there you know the men's room have probably a quarter of the toilet paper the women's rooms do that's true so because about you know, you know which doesn't matter because the there's time, none anyway if i'm yeah. not in there so 60 percent of the time men just don't need toilet paper yeah. you're you can just shake it off Girl, true. girls can't do that as easily but so that's it is something to consider yeah all right what's your what would you rather for me okay so Mine is kind of food related because I've been working up an appetite, as you can imagine. Uh, so, would you rather every single cup you use from now on being about the size of a thimble, or every single plate you use being a little bit bigger than a bottle cap? Oh God, these are both horrible. Yeah, I think I would die if I had thimble cups all the time. Yeah, I think just for sheer necessity. I'm going to go with keeping my big water bottle around and then just, like, getting 20 different helpings of food on my bottle cap-sized 
plate. Maybe it would help me with portion control. Maybe it wouldn't. But I just, I don't see a situation where I could not have a huge hefty water bottle next to my bed every single night when I invariably wake up with dry chapped lips and needing some water. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree on that. Kind of, like you said, having the big old vessel for drinking water and then just kind of living an, an hors d'oeuvres sort of existence, you know? <laughs> having a, you know, a little smackerel of something. Uh, yeah, I'm making it far more luxurious sounding I than know, it would be in really reality. Are. But um, I thought that would be interesting. I would love to see the little sandwiches that you come up with, little Ritz sandwiches. Nice. That would be kind of the move. All right, well, all of this is making me so, so hungry. Uh, I have had a delightful time here with Ryan, my wife, talking about McDonald's, the benefits. That it, we didn't really talk about downsides. I assure you, there are downsides, you know. It's it's fast food. Uh, you can see the downsides yeah, in my thighs. It's true. We need to burn more of that in a good way. <laughs> but, you know, this, it's, it's something we love sharing with you guys. We're really looking forward to this opportunity, working side by side with Mariah, Michaela, and Al. Um, so excited to take up, uh, you know, half the half the episode. So we'll be seeing you guys next month uh, with the topic that I'm sure is going to be equally as enthralling. And uh, so from this point forward, uh, you'll be seeing us, and then Mariah and Michaela, and then us, and we'll we'll be alternating from this point. There might be some collaborations. You might get all four hosts on a, the same podcast at some point. We also plan to bring in some guests of our own mm-hmm. and just keep things funky, fresh, and light on this this uh, episode that we're 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 managing. So yes, if you like us uh, talking about nonsense things that we care about, probably in way too much detail then this is your podcast. Absolutely. Give it a follow if this is something you like. And um, if you if you like us better, you know, just leave a review. And, <laughs> you know, I, I honestly hate it for Mariah and I hate it for Michaela. But if you if you really do like us better... No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> Wow. But, First episode, we're staging know, a coup already. Obviously, you have, great, to, great. you have to start somewhere. But <laughs> we are, we're so excited to, uh, to be joining on uh, in this official capacity. We look forward to seeing you guys next month. In the meantime, I hope you guys keep burning and keep it in a good way. And get yourself some McDonald's. Absolutely. Come.